Real News. Honest and fun political talk weekly on the line 90.7 FM. Oh, I haven't talked to you in ages. How have you been? I know it's been a bumpy ride. Oh, really? Is it tons is it of be- stuff. I had the Tesla guy come over today. He was looking at my house, thinking about putting some of them solar panels on there. You know, I'll see how it goes. He's got to come back and three months when I get some more electric bills to see if it's, uh, you know, how many of them we're going to shove up there. So did he just stop by or did you like call an appointment or something? Well, I had an appointment with him a while ago and it was for today. So he came over and he showed me some pretty pictures on the computer. <laughs> he um, tried to go and do some estimates and uh, yeah, he basically told me stop by in six months and we'll see what we can do. Interesting. Not six months, three months. Is electricity like really expensive there, or did you just think this would just be a cool thing to do? Um, I thought it'd be a cool thing to do. It's wow. not that. I mean, it's not too bad, but like, you know, if I can make my own electricity, why would I want to like buy it from someone else? Are you trying to go all eco-friendly? What, what, what's if you investing in this hippie electricity with these solar panels? The only thing green about this is the money that I'll be saving. <laughs> that's that's the answer I would give. That's great. I mean, honestly, I don't brag about those things in sort of an eco-friendly sense like you'll see many people do. To me, it's all about, you know, the practicality of it. I mean, obviously, I would like for it to help the environment, but the problem is all these things these people push don't help the environment. Like, the test doesn't help the environment, so I don't brag about that. I just say it's an awesome car. It's fast and cool, and same with the solar panels. But that's well, yeah, like, cool. here's the thing. You know, if I could do this with gas and, and like, extract it from my backyard, I'd do that, too, just because I don't want to pay taxes. Like, because just to get electricity, there's, like, a tax, you know, transmission lines, a bunch of, you know, malarkey. But if I get it myself, all I have to go and pay for is the, uh, the electric bill, like, the lease, or not the lease, the uh, loan to pay for the stuff. Small and that's what I'd rather dollars. do. And that's the thing we have to get. Uh, he said it might be like $20,000 worth of uh, materials somewhere around that ballpark, Ooh. which won't be too bad. You know, 20 year loan, $20,000, $1,000 a year, and that'll be my electric bill, which, you know, given my consumption, that's probably appropriate. I have to go and see what it is now that I have a whole house. But yeah, that's uh, one of the perks of that. Like, it's just simpler. And then another thing, too, if I wanted it, they have that little, uh, like, battery thing. And yeah, the I power can use that as, like, a generator. And oh, if I want cool. to ever buy a Tesla, which I doubt, you know, at least not in the next, you know, 10, 15 years. But another thing I could use it for is if power ever goes out, I'll have electricity for up to two days. Okay, that's actually really handy. Because, like, in my area, it used to be somewhat... You know, like once a year, the power would go out for a few hours, but it, we haven't had that in a long time. But even if it does happen, you go, God, it'd be nice to have a gener- generator. That's a good, you know, solution for that. So you don't have to buy a generator. Um, but is oh, how yeah. much do you actually save with this? And the money that I save, um, it, it depends how much they're going to charge for it. Like, I have to go and talk to these people, see what interest rate I'd be able to get, how much we're actually going to need, like, solar panel-wise for my electric consumption. Mm. And, um, like, they had a couple options. One of them would be, like, two cents a kilowatt hour cheaper than the current one if I would have leased it. But if I don't lease it, I might just, you know, buy it and then take out loan for it. You know, it would be whatever that price is and then minus the interest rate on that. 
and that would be all that I like deal with. And then I'll sell back the electric during the summer, and then I'll you know take from that during the winter. And it also depends on the uh, the house, like how how much sun it gets, how much shade, mm. all that good stuff. And yeah, I could go and possibly put some solar panels on the shed because it's hooked up to my electric. So that mm. like if the shed's in a better location, that would work too. Now, see, the only issue I see here is like it sounds cool and all that, and I would do it to my house, but only if I was saying like this is the house I'm gonna live in for like 30 years. Like, oh no, no! After five years, when I sell, like if I choose to sell the house after five years, which I plan living here, you know, five ten years. Yeah. Um. After that, they will like whoever buys the house will have the option to go and take up the the loan on my terms or uh, you know do whatever they want with it and it's actually improves the value of the house oh interesting cool because you... people like not paying electric bill yeah could you and they have a 20-year warranty on the stuff that's oh that's good could you just like take these solar panels off and put them on like a new house if you were to move um i don't know about that like but it would be that would be dealt with with the house. Like if I move, the new owner gets to deal with that. But it, it's it's a good thing. It help, it likes you know for the green freaks out there, <laughs> it gives them something to look at for people who like. Is this just in general cheaper? And I know you know Duquesne Light, they uh, they increase it on average like over four percent a year. Mm. And this I would just be paying off that loan, so it wouldn't increase at all unless my consumption increases. Yeah, I definitely see this becoming the future of electricity where houses are self, um, uh, not generating, but self-sufficient, um, where they're creating their own power. Because, I mean, it, the thing with this, as you know, solar panels can, you know, work and not work. And, you know, they've come down in price a lot. And if you put them on your roof, you don't notice them. And they, they especially the Tesla ones, they really blend in really well and look kind of cool. And you have your own power and you don't have to worry about paying an electric company anymore. You just have your own power and it's more, it's technically it's more freedom to you, you know, <laughs> you have your own. Well, it, it depends really. Like if you're in an area that gets a lot of snow, then it probably won't be that useful oh, if you don't true. get sunlight. You know, if you, if you live in a condo, you're kind of, you know not going to be able to use it because you might not even have the top and that would be done by the owner of the condominium like the actual property like the roof so like it's really not everyone would be able to use this but mm. for people who can i definitely see this as a good idea as long as the price is right what do they recommend doing in the winter when it snows you just get up there and you know shovel the snow off now what they said is like it'll um like it evens itself out because like during the summer, like he showed me uh, someone's like uh, energy usage and consumption. Like in the summer, the guy was like uh, getting three times as much electricity as he actually used. Okay. And then he sells the excess back to uh, the, the electric company. And then he uses that during the winter. Okay. Okay. That's cool. So he gets like a credit for that. So that's kind of, it more or less evens itself out. Wow. I remember when he came out with this and I was interested in it. But I didn't realize just how many positives there are to it. Like, there obviously are negatives, but, like, man, it's pretty good. Yeah, it, it just depends on the price and how much electricity you use. Now, my yeah. problem is, actually, I should be pretty, you know, I don't use that much electricity because I don't have, I have a gas stove, I have gas heating. That's smart. I don't, the only thing I don't have is a gas, like, you know, washer or a gas dryer. That's my only, you know, yeah. appliance. 
Those are always That's the big energy hogs. That's what, like, in my house, like, it's the washer and the dryer. They're big. And we used to have those on off-peak meters. So, like, I forget either we wouldn't get charged or we got charged, like, a lot less. But then they changed it where you couldn't do that anymore. It's like, ugh. I mean, my electric bill wasn't actually all that bad. I just looked at it. But, like, if I wanted to and ever got some money, I could go and have, like, you know, move a gas line down there and just buy, like, a gas dryer. What do you, like, Russia? I, eventually, that's what I'd want to do. And then, yeah. at least for the dryer, I, I don't really have, like, the washing, uh, the dishwasher and the uh, washing machine would be the only thing, like, major appliances that are electric. But if I get the, you know, the Tesla thing, it shouldn't be that big of a deal anyways. Would you rush a forming gas lines into uh, houses? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'd want to move the gas line because, like, I think that gas dryers are the way to go if you do it. Yeah, they like, technically are. I just, how do you do that actually? Um, it's like a gas stove. Like my great grandfather has one. It just uses the gas to uh, do the majority of like. I think the gas is what heats it, and then you might go and use a regular electric plug to go and like turn it. Hmm. But right now it's like it does the heating electronically, which, you know, that, that's never a good idea because like the difference is like, was it per kilowatt hour up here? It's like, I forget how much, it's like 14 cents or something. Hmm. I can double check the bill, but like the gas is like way cheaper. Like it's, it's like dirt cheap for gas over here. My gas yeah. bills like at my old apartment, it was, what was it like 20, like when it's not like freezing cold out, it's really cheap. Gas tends to always be cheaper. It's especially in PA. Yeah. Like, cause, you know, I was thinking about that too. Like, maybe I could have some guys come out in my backyard and frack that stuff and then, like, yes. make a deal with them so I could use my own gas. And I would have, <laughs> like, a completely self sufficient house. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess they'd probably have to go and, like, you know, I don't know. Do they have to go and refine that or is that just kind of good? When they I don't know. Because I, to be honest, I, I don't know that whole process. Like, if I could go and do that, like, that'd be the way to go. But I don't know if they had to refine that or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I'm it just, works. Like, completely self sufficient if I get that Tesla thing. Yeah. That, that's yeah. really cool. <laughs> and then I could go and, like, get a computer for the excess electricity that I have and use a, uh, was it like a Bitcoin miner on there? Yes. And then use that to make money. Like, <laughs> yeah. So that would be, you know, that's a very efficient system, especially if you got like a lot of energy in the summer and just like burn the excess. Cause I'm selling it. I'm selling the electricity back at like 7.7 .7 cents a kilowatt hour. And they charge me like 14. So it's not the best, but you know, what am I going to do with it? Just like, I mean, I could probably find things to burn electricity on the summer if I need to, but I'll, yeah. I'll see how it goes. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll keep you up to date on that information <laughs> if it's going to be economically worthwhile for me. Yeah. I, I honestly, I find it very interesting because housing is slowly changing and all of our means of consumption are changing. Because, I mean, the thing, like, you know, that's interesting is, like, these were used to be, like, massive industries with massive barriers to entry where nobody could come in and compete but you have like tesla coming in uh to the electric electricity industry you have google getting into the cable industry and now the cell phone industry you know i love this stuff because these companies are bringing more innovation than all these old fart massive uh mega corporations oh yeah 
Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's crazy. And then, like, the housing industry, that's changing, too. Yeah. Like, they're, they're always changing. Like, I, I was reading somewhere that they were, um, for housing, like, changing it so that, what what was that? What's that thing where you go and, like, like rent out your, like, room or, like, house to oh, people? Oh, um, what's that called? Um, subletting. It was like the Uber of like houses. Oh, Airbnb. Uh, Airbnb. Yeah, like they're talking about going it, like going directly into the housing market now and building houses that are like either meant to be used on that, or like you have like another house, like a guest house, and then you can go and rent that one out mm. for extra revenue. Oh, I could definitely see them doing that. It might be a bit pricey at first, but I could see them doing that. Well, just it depends where you live, really. But like, yeah. General new houses are expensive. Like when I was getting yeah. my insurance quote, I paid, you know, less than two hundred grand for my house, and then like you know, they're asked, it was like a hundred, you know, around 130, 140 grand. And then when I like went to go and get insured, like the minimum I found was like two hundred, like you know, fifty grand to go and rebuild the house. And it's just like just the cost of building stuff these days is ridiculous. And then go and, to New York or San know, Francisco, and you're paying like a million dollars for an apartment. Oh, well, you know, New York, like, say, like California in general, you don't want to build a new, like, that's the reason they can't have affordable housing is because it's so expensive. Like, I think all new houses need to have, like, solar panels on the roof. Yeah. They need to have all these other things in there. Sprinklers. And it's just, like, it makes it too expensive to build over there. But, you know, people have so much money if they're going to live in California anyway, so they get around it. But one of these days, that bubble's going to pop. Yeah. And no one's going to be able to afford to live in California. Yeah. Did anything else interesting happen in the life of Sir Alex? Uh, what else? Um, nothing too much lately. I was I know they like released a Red Dead Online the other day. I was trying to get to playing it, but they have like a it's like this weird like online story now. I'm just like, I don't wanna do that. I'll just play regular story if I wanna see a story. I just wanna go and like, you know, shoot cowboys and you know, rob trains there are and, you know, punch feminists. <laughs> <laughs> or feed him to the alligators. <laughs> I, I wonder if they're in the online version where they just like scrap that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bad publicity. She magically disappears on the online one. No, I think, um, is it Rockstar or Rocksteady? What, what's the Rockstar. Rockstar. I think they have some like, you know, devs on there. They're like secretly, or maybe not so secretly red pilled and they like slip this stuff in the game. And they're like, what will people notice this? You know, <laughs> what will they do with it? Well, I think that they're like, I think that they're, they're more of like a South Park philosophy. Out of all the like big game publishers, I give them a lot of respect. They didn't go and like do stuff that other like major companies did. Like what was that? Like, Fallout 76, that whole fiasco. Yeah. Like they had, there was so much bad press and they tried to go and say something. Oh, you know, we banned someone for like. <laughs> Being misogynistic in the game, like no, it's so homophobic. You, like, ban one of the few people who is actually playing your game. You're yeah. like, they're like saying things in the voice chat. I was like, "What happened to the voice chat?" Like, I don't know if you ever played games back in the day, but like, I remember when I was back a kid. You know, we had like Halo Three and like two, and and then Call of Duty Four and whatnot. Yeah, the, yeah. the voice chats on those. <laughs> They were the. <laughs> it was great. Like people would say the most just vulgar stuff. You know, there's like all sorts of you know foul language. You know, sexist, racist, everything. Yeah. They would say the most just just to rile people up. Yeah. I wasn't. <laughs> it was like just thinking about. It, I was like, 
Jeez, how do we get from that to like this, where you'll be banned from like uh, what's that? What's a free to play game with uh, with the stuff? It's like Fortnite. Uh, I don't even know if they have voice chat. It was the. Uh, I'm trying to think the name, but my it's brother likes it. Minecraft. What's that one? That's, no, not Minecraft. Uh, ooh, there's a free to play one. You have those champions, and they rotate every week. Oh god. I am League of Legends. That's oh, League of Legends. Yeah, like they've been banning people a lot, and then like I think Twitch bans people. It's just like, really, can we just have a, a, a like a place where we can just go and be like <laughs> jerks? Hey, like, just have fun and like talk smack on people. And yeah. That's the problem with things like Steam is because you do that on like one game, you're just trolling. You know, you're gonna be banned from your entire game library. Like that's just what really upsets me. You know, back in the day, you know, you, you'd be like a jerk on one game. You know, you, you might be banned from that game. And you want to be banned, just be banned from the online portions. But now with, like, Steam, you know, you say something mean on, like, the forums, and then your entire account gets banned, you know, and people spend, like, hundreds of thousands, my... like, not hundreds of thousands, but some of them probably <laughs> some do, them but do. just, like, thousands of dollars in a video game library over the past, like, you know, 10, 15 years. And that's all gone because, you know, you, you made a, a troll joke, you said something mean. Something it's edgy. It's just, like, what, like, you don't even own anything anymore. Like, that's... What what happened? We don't own things. We just yeah. like lease them from companies. Oh yeah. And what do you really even own? People like Jesus, like their cell phones or Facebook, you know, you can lose all that. Your Twitter, you can lose all that by, you know, just being an idiot, not even like something malicious, like, you know, trying to go and break the law or like cheating it. You just be a jerk online. You know, it's just we don't have anything anymore. Well, and many things we never did, like a house. You don't own a house. You know, if you don't pay your mortgage, you don't pay something, it's gone. You know, with taxes, I mean, you know, if you don't pay your taxes, the government can come and take your stuff. I mean, that's true even if you don't own a house. Like, if you don't pay taxes, they're just going to take you and throw you in jail. Yeah. That's, that's always been like that. But, you know, it brings an interesting debate. Like, what do we really own these days? Because even, like, you know, let's say Nothing. you go and you buy a, uh, you know, like a gold block. Do you really own that, like, gold ingot? You own nothing in my in my view because the IRS can take everything. Yeah, like it's not just that, but like you know, try like you don't really own something unless you can take it out of the country without going through a bunch of BS. Like even money, you know, you try to bring more than like yeah, was like a couple thousand dollars in physical form out of the country. You're gonna have a bad time if you don't declare that. Okay. You know, you know, like guns. You know, you you say you own it. You know, you try to go and bring those into another country. Good luck with that. And then, heaven forbid, if you want to bring them back. <laughs> yeah. And good luck with that. Well, it's just, like, there's just so few things we own. Like, you know, maybe the shirt on our back, you know, that'd be probably... <laughs> the, you might own the shirt on our back. You might... I think you can own food pretty well, you know. Even if you get, like, an animal, there's so much limitations on what you can do with those. Some of them good, some of them, you know, just silly. Like, oh, you know, what, what do we really even own? And then, like... Well, what are we gonna do? You know, how do we get? How do we own things again? How do we like get back to the place where we can like start owning property? Like, I honestly don't know because I don't think there is a way. You know, I own this pen, but who knows how long that'll last? Because you know, you, you, I guess you kind of own your phone, but you don't own like Not you get really. kicked off of Google. Well, the, look, your phone is no good if they if the cell service just says, "Oh, we're gonna deactivate your SIM card." Gone. Well, yeah, that's true too. But like, 
those are decently regulated, so they like can't you, they can't deactivate you. Like Verizon won't deactivate you if you're like a troll on the internet unless they get a court order. But like your Google account, which you or like your Apple ID, they can take it away from you for whatever reason. I don't know why oh, yeah. those aren't regulated the same way that your like other utilities are, because it's basically the same thing as a cell phone. Well, they're like gonna utility. have to be eventually because they're getting so big and powerful. And I've been we've been singing on this program for you know months about this that you're gonna have to regulate big tech because it's becoming such an important part of your life. You know, you can't do it like like Milo and Sargon of Akkad just got banned on Patreon. Like within a few days of each other, just this week, banned both of them. Boom. I'm sad for Milo, but I think Sargon was he like trying to deplatform Jim? I think he was. I think he was saying something. Well, that hasn't about been that. proven. Um, and I think I, it. I think it has. Been. Like if you've listened to some of those streams, I know he wanted to deplatform Ralph, but there was some funny business with that where he's making fun of his. <laughs> <laughs> is that funny <laughs> he's making fun of his uh kid that never oh, was oh yeah i saw it that was really wrong on his part like oh well, well yeah. the thing well, well what was it he was sargon started laughing at ralph getting deplatformed and ralph was like what do you, what do you think it'd be funny if i made fun of your dead kid <laughs> i mean that I he was oh. actually doing i think that was there's some context far. here. You should have said that. But yeah, but look, getting deplatform on one thing is a bit different than having a miscarriage and your kid dying. But anyway. Was it really his kid? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was. His wife's kid. Yeah, we'll leave it for for, for uh, accuracy. We'll say it's his wife's kid. Just leave wait, it there. Wait, wait, wasn't his, like, just let me get this straight because... Was is that kid that was the one that was actually born? Is that Sargon's kid or is that I think Sargon's so, yeah. wife's kid? Oh yeah, I think it's his kid, right? Because he had it when he got his wife, right? Like I don't it, know, maybe she came. She wasn't a single mother, was she? I I, I can see him doing it. I I, I don't know, because he, he seems like a person that would hate single mothers to me. I don't know. <laughs> I think that she, I thought that yeah, because I thought the kid was a different ethnicity than either him or his wife uh i don't i think he's it's like an eighth i don't know i i also uh, don't know atheist isn't an ethnicity no no no. i was saying an eighth <laughs> i was saying i thought somebody said like either he was an eighth black or the kid was an eighth black oh no he's uh, yeah he sargon's like an eighth black but i don't think like he's he's more he's like more white than sean king yeah but he does like when you look at him like he's not your typical white guy like the way his like the way his facial complexions are, and just the way he looks, he's like not your average like Joe Schmo that goes you know to the construction. I'm not site. your average girl. <laughs> yeah. That meme. Well, we have to go to. But a yeah, no, I I don't think they should deplatformed him. I don't agree with deplatforming people in general, oh, but I, I do yeah. kind of see it as interesting. Cause he's been calling for Jim to be deplatformed. Yeah, I don't believe in deplatforming at all unless you're actually like threatening people. With well, violence. Well, the only reason I think you should be deplatformed is if there's a court order and you're thrown in jail immediately afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And even then, I, I still disagree with that. Like, if if you're a terrorist, you know, someone who is a sex offender, I think then yeah, then you can be deplatformed. But if you're just some guy on the internet, no, I disagree with that. And I think we're going to have to start coming up with, like, another Patreon platform, which I knew they had Patreon, but I think that kind of got shut down because, you know, they, like, you can always have your, your Patreons, like, one level of defense. 
And then, you know, but behind that is like the payment processors and behind that's the actual like credit cards and behind that's the banks. And then they have like just so many realms of like ways to attack you. It's oh, like, yeah. Well, that's where I hate these libertarians are like, oh, you got banned from Twitter? Well, just start your own. Uh, we tried that and it failed because guess what? If you, for instance, with Gab, we created Gab and guess what happened? The domain company kicked them. They pulled their domain. You can't just start still, your I own. They got it back. They got it back, but you know what's thing. you know yeah. what's going to happen again. You can't just start your own. You can't. Their barriers of entry are way too high. What are we gonna do? Create our own internet? That's not gonna happen. You know. And even if you do have Gab, great. Nobody's on it. Nobody uses it. No big names are on it except a few right wing people like Milo, Ann Coulter, Paul Joseph Watson, Alex Jones. But that's it. And they don't even use their Gab accounts. I mean. I, we were talking about this at the recent turning point meeting. I'm like, guys, you can't just start your own. It's not that simple. If you try to... There's so many regulations involved with that, too. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, you could. And I think eventually they will have, like, as people are going to start just seeing this, I think eventually there might be their own internet, but it no, won't be what we have today. You can't. Like, it's it'll be, like, dark web much. stuff. Yeah. Because they have the dark web. Like, that's, that's true. There, at least. But that's, that's like... But here's you know, the thing. How long is that gonna last? Well, the average Joe that's a right wing guy that wants to see Milo or something, and Milo's banned on everything, they're not gonna go through the effort to find like some like weird, you know, right wing dark web. What they're, they're the right is just gonna have to push push for regulation. It's the only practical option, in my view. Yeah, yeah like it, it is like there's just so much like collusion, but especially if you look at Google's history, like just just look at that. Like how yeah. much times they've worked with the federal government. They're, they're, they're technically a private company, but that's in name only. They're probably, yeah. they have more federal contacts than like a bank. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's pretty like, it's more like, you know, technically banks are free companies, but they're not really, when you look at how much regulations they have. Mm. And like, even then, they, like parent, that's how like PayPal get, can get away with like, you know, banning people and deplatforming them. So they're not technically a bank. Uh, but, I mean, pretty, but I think that's going to have to start to change soon. Like what the Republicans need to go and do is push a bill where they go and um, declare that like if you're a payment processor, you're going to be under these regulations. And that's what they need to go and do. They need to go and use that as a way to, uh, you know, they could probably sell that to some Democrats. Like, you know, yeah, you know, we agree with you guys. We should go and regulate these industries because they always want regulation. Oh, yeah. You know, it would be possible to sell that, but I'd just be, you know, really okay. careful. And it's, it's going, it's getting even like crazier by the day. Like I see this stuff going on. And it's not just um, that, you know, they want to go and have it where like, if you want to buy a gun in New York, you have to go and like give them your social media yeah, accounts and passwords that's for the past crazy. three years. That's crazy. Like that's completely unconstitutional and they're pushing that right now. And I think Pennsylvania at some point wants to try to do something like, like I think, you know, all these big Democrat areas want to go and try to do that. And I hope that Trump's, you know, Supreme Court, it Daddy. gets to them and then they just shoot that down because that would be like the next Heller level decision after that. And they can't do anything because really, you know, how can you like even if the guy is like a racist, what are you going to like? You're legally allowed to be a racist. Yeah. You know, you're legally allowed to be a scumbag as long as you're not doing anything illegal. Exactly. You know, just because you say an edgy joke or you post memes or, you know, <laughs> even if you say like blatantly racist stuff, you still have a Second Amendment, right? 
Yeah. You know, there's no law that says you can't do this unless you're like an employer or something. Yeah, just but because you're just you, like you're just citizen or like a farmer, what can they like? There's nothing against that. Yeah, just because you play Fallout 76 doesn't mean you can't own a gun. Um, but yeah, the thing with Fallout uh, 76, wherever it's called. Yeah, Fallout's got some Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing with that was like these guys were in like a group, um, and they were saying like we're gonna go get the um, FAGs. Um, and they were joking because this was something like they joked about before, like we're going FAG hunting. Um, and it obviously wasn't homophobic or anything. They were joking around. It was a video game, you know, and the guy, the, the guy didn't, did not apologize, which I give him props for, but somebody that did, uh, that I need to talk about is Kevin Hart, comedian, Kevin Hart, uh, stepped down the other day, uh, as the host of the Oscars after some deleted tweets surfaced of you know of him saying so-called homophobic things and he'd apologized for these tweets in the past this is these tweets are like 10 years old and he didn't want to apologize again initially when these things resurfaced he said i'm not going to apologize i'm not going to let him, uh the mob take me down but he eventually did i guess he thought he would appease the mob and make things right but then right after that, he stepped down as host of the Oscars. So I think he thought at first, like, you know, I'm not going to apologize. I'm going to wait this out. You know, I've already d dealt with this before. And then he probably thought, well, I want to keep this gig and they're pressuring me because there's probably pressure by the Academy on him. So he said, I'll apologize. Okay, I'll apologize. Got it. Compromise. I'll apologize. He did that, but it wasn't enough. And they probably still forced him to step down. That's at least what I think. Um, and the tweet in question was... Uh, quote, yo, if my son comes home and tries to play with my da daughter's dollhouse, I'm going to break it over his head and say, end my voice. Um, stop, that's gay. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could say it's a bad joke or offensive or whatever, but like it's 10 years old and he's already addressed this. And I don't think anybody, especially a comedian, should be, you know, base. I think he was forced to step down. You know, I don't think he did this on his own. But nobody should be pressured by any mob to step down or be fired from anything because they made some edgy, offensive joke. You know, it's it's silly. Comedy's about trying things. They're killing their own talent over here, and it's like he's black man, right? Yeah, he's black too. Yeah, I thought blacks couldn't be homophobic in their worldview. No, they can be homophobic. They they just can't be like racist. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But like, still, you know, that's ten years ago. Like, just like the whole concept of like homosexuality within the past, like you know, five, 10, 15 years, has like changed Change. quite radically. Yeah. Where like you used to be able to have an opinion that you don't want gay marriage, you know, and still be accepted in polite society. In fact, that was a majority opinion, you know, ten, fifteen years ago. But then. It's changed so much that if you had the my like majority opinion ten years ago, now you're some sort of like uh, you know bigot, terrible person. Mm. Like we've just gone so far. Like and you can see them like doing that now by like tearing down like statues. It, it, it started with that, and then now you had to go and destroy the past. It's like what the Chinese did. What was it? They wanted to destroy you know old values, old culture. 
old beliefs. It was like four the four olds, and there was something four else. Olds. I don't remember that part of the Chinese. I know we have a friend who would probably be able to talk about that. It was one of the things oh, that Mao did. It's a communist tactic. And they're starting to go and like really believe in that now because they can at least be open about their communism. You know, back then they'd go and hide it. Mm. You know, these days they're loud and proud, and we have you know, you know socialist Congress people running and, and senators. So it's no surprise here. Like I, I just think it's gotten so far out of hand. Like, and then if he says like one thing wrong, like geez, like you look at like any of their his, any of the people that they like looked up to. If they judge them by today's standards, they would not be good. Like, you know, even Martin Luther King, I, I think, was he, he did, he like beat women, I think. He was, he, like, yeah, he had a, a prostitute he, or something. Well, it, it's, he definitely had affairs, but I don't know if he beat women, but I know he did have affairs. But regardless, the whole point is that people are complicated, they're not perfect. You know, obviously, you want to encourage good behavior and you want to encourage people to get better. And part of that is through forgiveness right isn't that what religion supposed to teach people and uh, that's coming from an atheist here so. well, yeah, that's why because people aren't, aren't as religious anymore especially the people who are you know making these complaints and then like you know even like look at like gandhi like good lord if you saw gandhi. some of his opinions on uh you know black people yeah that <laughs> like when he gandhi? was in uh, prisons in like south africa he was not too fond of them yeah look at albert einstein you know similar sort of situation he was a good person, but he had some, you know, views that, you know, wouldn't exactly be kosher today. You know, that yeah. would make you like, you know, they'd probably associate a more stormfront than they would, um, you know, being a Jewish hero. Yeah. Well, I think also it's like, you gotta remember, like, especially in this context, Kevin Hart is an opinion. I mean, a, com a, a comedian. Are you playing with stuff again? Yeah, I'm drinking. <laughs> You're stemming with your uh, bottle opener. Yeah, I was just open up a bottle. <laughs> I got a stemming story for you later, by the way. <laughs> You're going to like this one. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, the problem, like I said, in this context, he's a comedian, okay? You know, of course, that doesn't mean, you know, he can hide behind everything as a joke. Obviously, something's going to be his legit opinion. But with comedians, like, nine times out of ten, what they're saying is a joke. And they test things, and they see what sticks and what doesn't, what's funny, what isn't. You know, and, the, the, you know, obviously Kevin Hart doesn't hate gay people, okay? I mean, people just have this preposterous idea of what people are and think everybody's hateful, everybody's a bigot, everybody's awful. They look through the world through this lens. It's an obscure lens. I mean, take, for instance, like we were talking about last week with the... And it's now a yearly controversy of the ba it's ba Baby It's Cold Outside song. Again. Well, it's gotten worse now. Now they're saying that God raped Mother Mary. What? <laughs> what? That, that's what I heard. God impregnated uh, Mary against her will. That singer was saying God's a rapist. Ah, he's getting me too. God is yeah, getting me too. <laughs> me too, God. Like, Jesus. You can't this, go any higher. We've gotten so far off base here now out in the moon somewhere. Oh, that's some the Martian funniest life. thing I've heard all week. Oh my God. That, like so I saw this stuff from these like feminist professors are saying that God's basically a rapist. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, Mary didn't consent. Darn you! The <laughs> They're calling God like a rapist. I guess by that logic, Joseph Akak. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, he always kind of was, but like, Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. Joseph the cock and God the rapist. And Mary, the victim of it all. She's the victim of a gang rape, probably now. She's probably oh, gang raped by multiple gods. You know, you had God one, the Christian God, you had Zeus, you had Ares, you had Prometheus all ganging up on her. Holy oh crap. Oh my god, this is so messed up. <laughs> it's oh funny though. That, it, this is this is how this is, bonkers like, it is. Jeez, what world have we got to where, you know, these basic things have just become the most outrageous stuff. You know, people yeah. get offended over this and that. Like, my god, our generation is so, like, so soft. touchy. Like, Good lord, like, I think we need another war at this point because people have gotten so, you know, offended over everything. You know, yeah. heaven forbid they actually, like, do something, like, hard. Like, they can't even start their own lawnmowers. They probably can't even, sh they can't even cook their meat without getting, like, they're afraid to go and cook meat because there's blood on there. That's why you see so many, like, vegans and stuff. Oh, like, my lord. god. Like, I I'm not even a war hot, but I think we need to have... Or, like, another draft. <laughs> I don't even like the draft, but I can see why it was a thing, because we didn't see this stuff happen in previous generations. Maybe <laughs> all the good men died in, like, World War Two, and then, oh, you know, that's how we got here. Like, they kept dying in all these wars. World War Two, Vietnam, and, and now we're left with these, like, just, ugh. I know, it's awful. And like with Baby It's Cold Outside, I was thinking last night while listening to this song, which apparently is an edgy thing to do now, listen to it, Baby It's Cold Outside. Um, I was thinking, I was like, you know, let's take all the lyrics out of the picture because everybody's analyzing the lyrics. Why would somebody even write a song about rape? Okay, this rape is a, pro like, a, it was a well, bad, you know, I could see there would be some, like, edgy heavy metal artists making, like, a rape song. Okay, yes. And then you'll see people make songs about rape who are, like, you know, rap artists. Uh, yeah, yes, that's true. But in this context, in a time <laughs> when since where media was very nicey-nicey, very sort of censored, like, you couldn't even say hi on the radio. They censored it from a door song in the 60s, after, you know, this time. This was a time where it was very soft. And why would you make a Christmas song? A song, uh, you know, all Christmas songs are happy, love and joy and peace and goodwill to men and all that jazz. And women, I guess. Respect women. Uh, you know, why would somebody like Dean Martin, or I forget who actually, no, he sang it, somebody else wrote it, write a rape song? Okay, it doesn't make any sense. I mean... You know, if you even look at the lyrics, it's about a guy wooing a woman. You know, I see this all the time. I do, I know what you're all you you know avid listeners are gonna say. Oh, but Sean, you've never had a girlfriend. You wouldn't know. You're an incel. Oh, also, oh, oh, oh. No, I'm 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 not an incel, by the way. But I've seen people with girlfriends. I've seen people with boyfriends. It's very typical that a couple has this playful banter because they love each other so much they don't want the other to go and that's where he goes oh but baby it's cold outside you know How, you, you can't go it's cold stay here with me he doesn't even you know you can imply that that he's uh wants to have sex with her but that's not even you know he doesn't even say that 
And the part about the drink, which goes, oh, what's in this drink? She's talking. It's, that was an idiom in the time. I think time. the problem is we have these feminists Radical. in academia whose job it is to go and, like, find stuff like this and make a big fuss out of it. Yeah. And we have, like, these women's studies majors. And, you have like, I think it's probably BuzzFeed who probably started this. Some, <laughs> like, just third-rate company. And they have, like, some feminists. This is probably where all the gender studies majors go to. And they're like... Okay, let's go and analyze this perfectly normal song and find what's wrong with it. <laughs> oh, okay, it's a rape song. You can find just little things wrong in just about like any song if you like take it the wrong way. Exactly. Like just extrapolate things. And that's what we're getting to. Like, you know, sooner or later, the only thing we can listen to is going to be like, you know, African, like, you know, like traditional tribal music and another language or whatever. <laughs> and then black? like classical, not even classical no, music. No, they're white by men. Probably racist white people. Yeah. So maybe like, what's well, a dubstep? <laughs> or, 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 or that'll probably be all that we can listen to or like synthesizer noises. <laughs> no, the Black Panther like, soundtrack. Just, just, just like blank noise. The All you'll be allowed to listen to is the Black Panther soundtrack. Which has been nominated for a Golden Globe. Oh, that's something to talk about. Black. Um. Actually, what? um. Before we. Uh. After you know, I don't want to segue out of this. Uh. Quickly. Uh. But uh. The other thing I wanted to say was that let's take a song like "Pumped Up Kicks." That's clearly about Columbine. Pretty clearly, you could interpret it a different way, but it's clearly about Columbine. Maybe it's cold outside. Yeah, it's clearly least, not about rape. School shooting. It's not about rape. It's about school shooting, at least. Yeah. What I'm saying is, do you know when it clearly is about something? You know, I mean, there's yeah. obviously interpretations can be made, but there's a on the surface clear thing. And if there is something that we find out is a rape song or a bad song, then obviously call it out. But it's not. Um, any last words on that? Yeah. I, I want to segue to something I forgot about. Um, oh, geez. Yeah, you're going to love this. You know the Golden Globes, right? Yes. It's like the sub, the Oscars light. You know, it gets a little less glamour, a little less attraction, and they do things a bit differently. So the nominations came out the other day, and for best drama, uh, the nominations, uh, you know, it's kind of like their best picture category. They have best drama and best comedy, but best drama... Guess what got nominated? Black? Ha! No! I don't know if they got nominations, but they do television and movies. But this was just movies. For movies, for best drama, we had nominated, of all the stellar work that's been done, Black Freaking Panther. And Black KKK Klansman. You know that Spike oh, Lee movie? God. Yeah, so... But Black Panther was nominated for Best Drama. This is why I hate award shows. They're rigged. They're a bunch of BS. And now they're pandering to feminists and SJWs. Because Black Panther is a aggressively average movie. It doesn't go to any higher height. Oh, but there are black people in it. Great. Guess what else did? Uh, a lot of other movies. <laughs> you know? This isn't well, anything so new. There's so many movies these days with black people. I mean, the, the, like... I don't know, with, with the Black Panther, like, I heard it did pretty good, but, like, I don't know, I, I just, this year, it's not a good one with movies for me. No, it wasn't. I didn't really see anything that I really cared too much to watch. Honestly, I've only been to the theater this, 2018, I think, um, twice? I went for Solo, which was aggressively average, that's the only way I ever described that movie, that was just not good. Um, I went to, oh no, I went to Incredibles 2, which was not good. That was very disappointing. 
Uh, and then I went to Mission Impossible Fall, which was awesome. I love that movie. But that's that's it. Like, where's the, you know, art, you know, philo- philosophical thinker films? Like, they haven't been there yet. I mean, you know, award season started already. Like, where are these things? I mean, there's a few I haven't seen. I, I heard that movie of uh, Vice. They got a lot of Golden Globe nominations. I do want to see that movie because that's um, made by the people that did the big shorts. So I'll be interested in that on Christmas. But, like, other than that, like, it's been a bad year. But seeing Black Panther get nominated triggered me because that increases the odds of it getting nominated in the Oscars for Best Freaking Picture. I don't think it's going to happen, but I don't know. I How low is it? like spectacularly successful. It was a very successful film, but it wasn't very good. And the Best Picture is not supposed to be for that. It's supposed to be for good films, not you know commercially successful films. So that's why they created that category um for the academy uh called best popular film and it was gonna you know people were speculating that was their way of nominating black panther without making a best picture nomination but they dropped that category after backlash because they people thought it was condescending and stupid which it pretty much was but i didn't have the biggest problem with this some people did but black panther could be nominated for best picture a Marvel movie when Dark Knight or Logan wasn't, and those are far superior films. I mean, Jesus Christ, like, stop pandering. I mean, I don't care if there are black people in it. I think it's great, it's fine, whatever, but we've had black superheroes before. Black Panther is nothing That's revolutionary. Was they, they, may, they ought to make a static shock movie. I'd actually be interested in that one, because I remember that television show. Oh, yeah. It was cool. What? Oh, yeah. Say something. I just said, oh, yeah, it's like you remembered it. I, I, yeah, I'm just flowing the conversation. Yeah, Damn. like I just remember him like flying on that like bridge pale, and I was just like, oh, that was kind of cool. And I think they had like AIDS in one of the episodes. <laughs> what? I think like one of his best friends got AIDS or something, and that was back when AIDS actually meant something. Oh, yeah. There's a Christmas just... band playing on the hub steps right now. <laughs> Oh, jeez, better watch out. You better not cry. You better Better not shout. I'm telling you why. The SJWs are coming to town. Hey, we should make a parody. What was that? Just gonna play Baby's Cold Outside on (laughs) there and then just get kicked off campus. (laughs) Yes! Uh, I'm gonna play that like near the end of the show, but like, I should get this band to play it. Get them like. You guys should build a wall again, then just like start (laughs) playing that song. Play every offensive song we can think of. Like, build the wall in front of, like, the women's studies, like, building. Oh, yes. <laughs> and play Baby, it's cold outside. Guys <laughs> would be, like, airstrike by the helicopter. Yeah, play... Yeah. No, the hell... You remember, like, at the football yeah, game? They'll come, yeah, they'll come back down. They'll just, like... <laughs> Try to blow the, the wall down. away. Yeah, yeah, we'll play baby. We'll play baby. It's cold outside. And we'll all dress in Supreme Court robes with, um, uh, kegs. Uh, carrying kegs. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I know how to be offensive. I love it. And then just put like liberal tears on the coats. <laughs> oh, no, that'd be like Ben Shapiro's thing. I can't do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I think that's been an older meme. I think he just probably co opted No, it. he just co opted it and put it on his tumblers. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I could see him having a tumbler. <laughs> I know, right? Tumblr banned uh, porn recently, which I thought was interesting because that means they banned all their content. <laughs> Um, no, they, now it's just like a bunch of like whiny little soy boys and you know other kins on there yeah. complaining. But I know the furry community was very upset about this. Oh, well, I'm sure they were. 
<laughs> they lost yeah, their market. Yeah, they had to go back to their other furry websites and you know go and do disgusting stuff they already do. Yeah, off somewhat off topic, but did you, I, I saw you sent this to me. I wanted to mention it uh, before the um, break here. Uh, there was a news article that said uh, that Jeb Bush was asleep and missed the phone call that his dad was about to die, George <laughs> Herbert Walker Bush. <laughs> See, that's something you would do because you turn off your sleep. That's what like, accepted. You pull the you pull a Jeb. You're, you're like Jeb Bush. You need to start that. You need to keep that phone on. <laughs> I do now. Okay, let me tell you something. Um, so Jeb, yeah, when he, they said when he goes to bed, he turns all his devices off, which I understand. But like, yeah, when he's at that status in society as a public, I mean, maybe he thinks nobody's gonna bother him because he knows he's a failure. But when well, you're is he a public figure, like, is he, like, is he like a governor or anything anymore? He was, but he's still a famous person. Yeah, he's like famous for being like a cringe meister. Yeah. Oh, the band's leaving. They must have played Baby's <laughs> Cold outside that. That was quick. Um, but uh, yeah, Jeb apparently found out the next morning that uh, George H.W. Bush died when he turned on the TV. <laughs> what <a> dummy. <laughs> I mean, that's like the most Jeb thing ever. Because Trump would even joke like when people, he'd be like, he's like, oh, I'm not going to imitate Jeb Bush. Because you don't want to see me sleeping here at the podium, you know. He would make those, <laughs> he would make those jokes that Jeb was so low energy that he was like sleepy. And look what happened! <laughs> look what happened! I mean, Trump was right again. I, I, I know this is a sad thing, but like, Jesus, you can't help but not laugh at just how comical this sounds. I mean, I yeah, I pulled a Jeb a few times. Remember when you tried to call me once? Like, oh, it's like every time I try calling you, your phone's off. <laughs> Well, when I sleep, I listen to podcasts to help me fall asleep. Like freshman year, I tended to just turn my phone off and lock it away so I wouldn't get distracted and I'd get sleep. But I said, screw that. And I listen to podcasts. But when I listen to podcasts that I don't have like the radio waves coming off the cell phone, uh, I put in airplane mode. I mean, I don't think it causes cancer, but, you know, I just don't think it's a, you know, I should be, I just, I, I, I didn't have a good place to put it so it was out of my way and I could still listen to it. So I just put it under my pillow um, and just turn on airplane mode. So, you know, technically I do have my phone on, just I don't have the cell on. Um, no, I always keep my phone on. What if something important happened? What if my something or other died, you know? I went up what if I jet. died? Yeah, what if I died on you, uh, Daddy? And you had you had one more phone call with me and you were just like, uh, oh, well. Yes. Uh, I pick it up. Yeah. Like I get a 4 a.m. phone call, I pick it up. <laughs> yeah. 4 a.m. phone calls before. Yeah, this Usually proves that Jeb fun. doesn't want to take the 3 a.m. phone call that the president has to take. Yeah, like he's he was just it was fine to go and watch him run. Like it was. His mom didn't didn't want him to win. <laughs> well, remember the debate when um. Jeb was like, uh, somebody said something, and Jeb goes, "I love my mother. She's a great woman." And then Jeb, and then Trump just interrupts and goes, "She should be running." <laughs> I was like, "Yes." She would have been better than Jeb. She like, would have been. So bad. He's so bad. He's like, cringe. He was the worst campaign I think I've ever seen. Like one of the <laughs> most cringiest campaigns I've ever seen. It really is. It was bad. It was that Carly Fiorina person. Like she ended up like destroying a company and then she runs for it. Like at least with Trump, he may have destroyed a company, but he did it for his own gain. So, yeah, but he yeah, was successful. Trump was successful. He grew an empire. You know, these people didn't. 
I knew someone who was in like college Republicans and they like went to the Carly Fiorina campaign for like a month failed because she's a failure. What were you saying about uh, the person that worked with Carly Fiorina's campaign? Who? What was that? Yeah, I just said that they were from the college Republicans. Oh, oh I think I know who it is then because I've seen somebody that wore a Carly Fiorina uh, sweatshirt. Uh, she was uh, she was the president uh, for a while when I was there. Not anymore. Oh, this is a different person then. Yeah, this was a different person. You wouldn't have met her because she kind of did that. And that was uh, interesting. An, an interesting choice to make. Yeah. Um, like, see, I could, I would, I wouldn't mind working for the Jeb Bush one because I could have had so much like ammo just. On Jeb Bush. Oh my god. Like, like my like cringe videos. <laughs> like behind the scenes. Behind the scenes of the Jeb campaign. Oh my god. <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh my god, he's watching like, get like kicked out of Verdery Club. Me. <laughs> uh, that was one of the funniest ones. Where he's like, they're kicking me off the stage. And he's just like awkwardly doesn't know what to do. And he eventually just walks off and just tries to sit down. It's so awkward. Even I'm. He needs to leave. Yeah, I mean, even I'm not that bad, you would admit. Like, I've gotten a lot better. I'm no Jeb. Yes, you have. And he gave, like, the kid the turtle. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking of that, too, the turtle. And and he says, slow and steady wins the race. Well, how did that work out for you, Jeb? How did that work out? Uh, Yep, I think that the Trump, you know, train ran over the turtle. I, I think it did. I think it did pretty well, too. Um... Yeah, so uh, did you see or hear about the YouTube Rewind of this year, 2018? Uh, I was I was watching that like really? right before, like right during the commercials. Oh, good. Oh man, that was so bad. Like I know they they have no idea what people actually like. If they had like the people who people actually like, they'd have like Paul Joseph Watson. They'd probably have like Jim on there. They'd have PewDiePie, PewDiePie. obviously. PewDiePie. Yeah, the whole YouTube Rewind was just like. Everything was a freaking Fortnite reference. Like everything was Fortnite. Just everything. They oh, oh no! What pissed, like what upset me the most the was politics. when they were like, "Oh, are you gonna talk more about like yeah. you know, Asian representation <laughs> and women and refugees <laughs> and all and like you know single mothers Cringe. or whatever?" And it's like, geez, you know, do you really have to make everything political? Yeah. Like, can we just have a YouTube rewind? And these weren't even, I've like never even heard of any of these people. The only one I recognized was uh, Marquez Brownlee, who does tech videos. And he's a cool guy. And Casey Neistat, who's like their poster child in a Hillary show. But um, yeah, that part was so cringy where they're all like, let's talk about Asian representation. And then there's the girl that's like, uh, I don't know if she was depressed or like something or like uh, her- mental health. Let's make that thing for making mental health initially. Like, Jesus. Like there's other issues. Like literally, that's that's just like everything these days is about mental health. It's like, such a okay, buzzkill. Everyone's aware of mental health now because he blasts it like literally twenty four seven. It's like, uh, you know, people kill themselves. Well, no, I had no idea. You know, the other twenty thousand commercials every day. Like, yeah, I get yeah. it. It's an issue, but do we need everything to be about this? And does it need to be in a like, YouTube rewind? It's such a buzzkill. <sighs> like it's supposed. To, I mean, know these people, and then it was literally like three quarters. Fortnite, and they shoved in some like leftist celebrities. You know, they had uh, the John Daily Oliver. Show guy in there. Yeah, 
They had like Will Smith in there, and it's just like like I like yeah, Will this, Smith, but like you know John, because at least Will Smith. John Oliver. Yeah, I well, didn't like him. Yeah, I hate John Oliver, but like at least Will Smith. His he actually did content on YouTube that was like you know that got viral. So it's like okay, yeah, celebrity that makes sense have him as a celebrity that way because he did YouTube you know exclusive videos. But Trevor Noah and John Oliver with you know uh, they always get on top of the trending page because those nice algorithms. They have TV shows. They're on TV. Trevor Noah's on Comedy Central. John Oliver's on HBO. These aren't YouTube people. This isn't the community. But no, we gotta have John Oliver doing a lame, cringy Fortnite dance because oh, we're so trendy. You know, it's so. And they had like half of these guys were like, I didn't think they really spoke English in there. They were like Korean. Yeah. I'm like you know, it's cool, but like, ooh, I, I don't. But there, speaking of Korea, I don't, I don't care about K-pop. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe it's really popular. Like, you know, can we have like an English version of it and just do stuff that's like, you know, not made in Korea? Like, I like Korea and all, but I don't think, you know, I, I just have no idea who half these people were. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I have like the drag queens in there too. It's like all this stupid crap. And then, you know, <laughs> there are drag queens in there, but heaven forbid they had like, you know, Paul Joseph Watson or like Sargon or like yeah. you know, someone like that in there. Someone interesting and edgy. Um, yeah, well, okay. You mentioned the the K-pop. It's interesting you mentioned that because Pewds, I saw his video um, about the YouTube Rewind and he mentioned something interesting. When you hear K-pop, the first thing you think of is um, there's this like super trendy group now. They're extremely popular, even though their music's trash, called BTS. I was thinking like Gangnam Style. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was in like yeah, it's pretty yeah. That was a an older YouTube rewind, which made sense because that was like a very you know YouTubey thing. Uh, very you know it's the most it's the most watched video on YouTube. Uh, but you know you would expect if they're gonna play K-pop, they're gonna play BTS or have BTS in the YouTube rewind, but they didn't. And you wanna know why? It's because why? they got caught YouTube of taking away views from their videos. So their fans were a bit pissed at YouTube. So as a big middle finger up these fans you behinds, they put K-pop in the YouTube Rewind without BTS. Are they like so out of touch with their community to the point where they're just saying screw you, uh, community for giving you know views uh, to all these videos? Like we don't care about you. I mean they didn't have. PewDiePie versus T-Series, which is literally the biggest thing happening right now because it's, you know, the biggest YouTuber is now about to get overtaken by some Indian music video company called T-Series. They didn't have Mr. Beast, who's a very popular YouTuber who's also been a part of that and does some, you know, crazy videos. Like one he just released today is where he filled a guy's backyard with like, a, you know, a million uh, dollars worth of pennies or it actually was like $20,000 because they're going to buy him a new car. Like he does like stunts like that all the time, but he's actually a really good person. Uh, they didn't have Logan Paul, um, <laughs> which I guess you could, but they had the forest in the video, you know, so there's like a part where they're in a forest. I guess it was the... The infamous forest that Logan Paul visited. Um, they didn't have Shane cool. Dawson, but they did have a PewDiePie. They, I think the animator snuck in like a little Easter egg where a guy had the PewDiePie chair in an animation. Um, so I think somebody snuck it in. Wait, that's the number one like YouTuber and they don't have him in there. 
they didn't have him in last year either. And he, you know, said that YouTube never reached out to me. He's like kind of pissed. And it's because YouTuber wants to be ad friendly. They don't want to be edgy. Well, you know, it, it upsets me, you know, drag queens, they're somehow ad but, you know, PewDiePie isn't. Like, give me a break. <laughs> yeah, well, PewDiePie's a Nazi. Don't you know that, Alex? I, I don't want to associate, like, you know, my products with some dude who's, like, wearing a thong. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I'm weird these days. Maybe that's considered abnormal. Maybe that's considered atypical these days. <laughs> atypical. Now, not wanting to go and have some, like, guy with, like, a chest and, like, a bikini top. I'm just like, no. Like, with his big hairy chest and, like... You know, biceps and like a bikini top and a dress and it's like no i don't want to see that yeah you bigot you bigot <laughs> well i was funny because uh mr beast actually tweeted out because he was pissed at this thing too so he tweeted out it would be funny if youtube rewind got demonetized <laughs> oh my god i don't think they i don't think they monetized Oh, oh, they, I bet they did. But if right, it, when I looked at it, I didn't see any ads in there. It should get demonetized because then that would make it a proper YouTube rewind. It would not be true if it wasn't demonetized. Oh, uh, but yeah. I've ad block. I don't know if it still works on YouTube, though. Oh, oh you, you swine using ad block. Most of the people I like aren't even on YouTube anymore. Like Jim got kicked off. No, he's still he on YouTube. Well, no, well, he doesn't stream on there. I think he streams on stream.me with, like, Ralph and all the um, guys. I, I mean, you hear what's going on with that, too, now. Like, they, there's this, like, really strange, like, uh, Danish dude uh, who used to be on that stream.me before they, like, for years. Mm. And with stream.me, I think they're funded by some, like, Chinese company. Mm. But it's only people who take them, so they can't be too, uh, you know, particular. Oh. And whoever, like, the top, like, five would get paid, like, I think if you're the top, like, streamer on there, you get paid, like, like $500, like, a month if you're the number one video for that month. And then, like, you know, they give you other rewards, like, if you're next in line, like, top five places. And this guy pretty much had his whole salary just based on that. He only had like 20 viewers at a time before they had like, you know, the gym crowd start showing up there. That was, you know, they didn't have that many people. Mm. But then once they had like um, the Ralph retort, you know, the kill stream go on there, this guy's like, he ended up like, like losing 20 places. Oh, once wow. they had all this, like all that gang get on there. Yeah. And uh, he like started to go and like threatened to like stab him, the, the Danish dude. <laughs> Jesus. And this guy already got sent to prison because he, like, threatened a politician because <laughs> they arrested someone for, like, marijuana. And, like, this, this is just, like, hilarious. Like, like, and I think he's a, it's like, tranny or something. He's, oh, my God. Uh, and he's, like, got schizophrenia. He's he's really some character. I, I think he's, like, on Kiwi Farms now because he was, like, threatening the guy. He didn't want to put him on there just to not rile up the stream.me. But I think after a while, he's just like, I don't give a crap anymore. And people think the T-Series versus PewDiePie fight's aggressive. Now, that's aggressive. Um, but what's interesting is, uh, you know, a lot of conservatives are actually still on YouTube, but they're mass demonetized. Everybody's mass demonetized now. Um, but, uh, you know, Alex Jones is probably the only big name that's been kicked off of YouTube. But a lot of conservatives are on CRTV. Which you have Crowder, Michelle Malkin, Phil Robertson, Eric Bowling, Roaming Millennial. A lot of big names have like daily shows on there that you pay a subscription for. It's like a Netflix like service for conservatives. But they recently, at the beginning of this week, 
announced that they were merging with Glenn Beck's uh, The Blaze to create Blaze TV. And well, they already had Blaze TV. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a merger. That's what I'm saying. Um, well, yeah, they're just renaming it, I think, uh, Blaze TV. But, um, yeah, that's on uh, Verizon Files. I think it's a TV channel. Um, yeah, but- I, I, I had it for like a month. I don't like Glenn Beck. Oh, I can't stand Glenn Beck. He's a, you know, a Cheeto-faced religious nut cuck. But um, I think the reason CRTV... Oh, CRTV also has Mark Levin, who's a really big name. I think CRTV did this so that they could get actually on TV. I think that's what they were looking to do here. Because I, I was... I, when I read the news, I was like, what? They're with Glenn Beck now? Oh, no. But then I started thinking about it. I thought, yeah, they're probably doing it to get on TV. Maybe this won't be so bad. Because Glenn Beck's The Blaze was failing for the past few years. Like, I'm surprised they did the merger, but if it, you know, I hope it makes these uh, people like Crowder and whatnot more popular and on TV, because, you know, YouTube ain't certainly going to do it. Like, I'd pay to, you know, just to watch, like, the Crowder and stuff, I'd, I'd pay for that. Yeah. But, like, then Michelle Malkin, like, quit CRTV after that, because she did not like uh, really? the one guy. I, th- I think last I checked, she's still on there. Let me Google her name. Um, I thought she, qu- I thought someone quit. Um, I don't know. Let's see. Michelle. Oh, my Michelle. Like the Beatles. I met her once. She's a nice person. Why is my keyboard not working? Uh, what is this? Um, yeah, I think she quit. Oh, now it's working. Yeah, me... CRT. Michelle Malcolm. They need, they need to bring Alex Jones on CRT. I know they yes. will, but they should. They should. That'd be funny. Cause he, I like, I don't know why they're so scared of him. Cause yeah, he is a religious, uh, person. You know, uh, I'm sorry, not religious, like conspiracy, uh, theorist. But like, he's not as bad as people think he is. And you're, oh he's, he's funny. He's an entertainer. Yes, he like, he's hilarious. Like Milo had him on uh his channel and interviewed him like a few, a year ago, and he's just funny. Like. He's not a mean, evil person. Like, I'd argue Chank is much meaner. Like, after you see when, when Alex trolled him at the uh, RNC. Oh, I saw that. That's so funny. I can't believe I missed, I didn't see that clip, like, right around it happened. Um, but, yeah, confirm it. You're right. Michelle Malkin leaves CRTV after merge with The Blaze. Um, this is on Breitbart. Uh, conservative journalist pioneer Michelle Malkins that you leave after Glenbeck's uh, merger with Glenbeck's Blaze Empire. It's not an empire or enterprise. Guess more accurate. Oh, Gavin's also on here too. Gavin McGinnis. He's on CRTV too. I love Gavin. He's funny. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see like Jim on there. Yeah, it'd be hard to get YouTubers like that. They need to do something. You know, I don't know how that. Well, I don't know if they could do. I'd something. like to go and see uh, who's that guy who keeps getting blamed for the shootings. Sam Hyde. If they brought him on there, I, I would I'd buy it in a heartbeat. I don't care if it's like an extra twenty dollars a month. <laughs> well, Free the, I, make million dollar extreme put on CRT. Yeah, <laughs> I could see it. Well, it's a Blaze TV. Blaze. Um. Well, interest like I remember we were talking about last week that Milo's gonna start his sort of late night show next year. And he's making it sound like he's gonna upload that to YouTube. I wonder if he's gonna do some sort of CRTV exclusive, because that'd be good for him. Um or, or now called the Blaze. Yeah, I know that's the thing, is all these guys are cocks. They don't wanna let him on. You know? So he's gotta do his own thing, but I'm afraid he's gonna get banned from YouTube with his show. 
Um, they want to say, you know, we're well, they can go on the stream, not me, with like all those people. Yeah, they could. But, but uh, like, I don't know. Like, see, it just seems to be a little bit hypocritical. You can't, you claim to be free speech, and then you see like you deplatform Milo on your own, your free speech platform. That, that, yeah. I don't like that. Well, like, even Turning Point, like, you know, I like Turning Point a lot, and they do a lot of great work, but, like, they're too scared to bring Milo to anything. And I'm like, why? Why are you guys so scared? This is why you lose, because you're scared to let anybody that's edgy or controversial into anything. Like, Gavin. Gavin McGinnis is the most harmless, like, funny guy in the world, and he's, like, a nice, sweet guy. You know, people that said, like, they'll let his, you know, their kids play with him that know him. He's a good guy. You know, does he make some edgy jokes? Yeah. That's what makes him funny. I could see Gavin, like, if he has any sway getting Milo on there. Yeah, he probably. So didn't they do stuff before? Oh, they're, like, best friends. They love each other. Gavin was one of the people that helped make Milo popular. He's like, look, you you had him on his show and said, you know, this guy is awesome. Like, everybody, you know, like he said in one of his, he was screaming off the top of building tops, telling people about him. Um, And, yeah, they did stuff together. Like, they were the ones that after the the Orlando uh, Pulse nightclub, uh, gay nightclub shooting, they went down to Orlando. Milo gave a speech, and then Gavin uh, kissed him at the end. <laughs> they said he said he said F Islam and kiss Milo. <laughs> I, just, I, I keep seeing this like picture of like Gavin like showing. Like, I, I think I was, it was like on like eight chan or something. There was a picture of him like shoving something up his posterior on like television. It wasn't on television. Everybody says that it wasn't. He's banned from television practically. He did it on his old show. Um, on I forget what platform it was on. It was, it was one of his energized shows where he shoved a dildo up his butt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he did it or what the context was. Like Gavin is basically a frat boy, and he started a club, the Proud Boys, which is basically a frat, an adult frat. You know, he has he likes manly, you know, immature fun. I don't blame him, but like, jeez, he's funny. I mean, this crap is funny. I'm sorry. Oh my god, I looked this up, and the first thing I saw Daily Stormer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a picture, though. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I give you the oh deal. my god, the dude's face. The Daily Stormer has oh, an issue with this. This is where they draw the line. Oh my god. <laughs> See, this is why I love like Gavin and Milo. Like they just do stuff that's just like Well Milo I can understand he's actually gay and he yeah. shove a dildo up his butt for pleasure, but Gavin <laughs> Yeah, he sees something. I, I like no, I, I love him both. No, in one interview, Gavin was with Crowder interviewing um him. And, like, you know how Crowder has those interviews where it's, like, you know, it's split screen. And so yeah. it's showing uh, Crowder and Gavin. And I don't know what Crowder said, but Gavin is in some sort of outfit. I think he – oh, he just had his underwear on, um, of course. Why would he wear pants? Um, and he says something, and Gavin just moves his underwear down and shows his uh, pubes, his pube hairs. Oh, God. And Crowder goes, oh! 
no, no, no. He's like, you know, freaking out. And I'm like, oh my God, Gavin. Like you actually do see his like his uh, pubical hairs. Um, you don't see anything else, but you just see that. It was enough. Um, but yeah, he's an interesting guy. I listen to his daily free podcast now. It's always interesting because he always just, he has this ability to just like talk about stuff like for so long in such a funny way. Oh, uh, because people forget he was the co-founder of Vice. He actually founded Vice, and then they like pushed him out. Um, and then he founded the Proud Boys, but then you know he had to then take he had one. To go and disavow them. Yeah, he had to take one for the team so that they would survive and not. Because there was some sort of legal battle that was going on after that one guy punched one of the Antifa. You know that video that came out recently where like this Antifa like tries to punch the guy and he like deflects his fist and gives him this like big uppercut and the guy just goes to the ground like because yeah, the guy doesn't even probably drink like real real milk or he probably is like a soy boy yeah well what people like, forget is, oh i believe it but but what people forget is like gavin's slogan was we don't you know we don't start fights we end them in other words you know we don't start fights we don't do violence but if somebody tries to threaten us We'll fight back. We'll defend ourselves. Because they were created basically to defend Gavin when he would do speeches. Because security fees are outrageously high. And it was like a form of like a right-wing, um, you know, guerrilla security service in a way. And it Right-wing was, death squad. I wasn't going to go that far, but okay. Um, and, it, you know, they would go to events like when Milo would come or when uh, Gavin would come or when uh, Crowder would come. They would be the security there to defend them. But now they're getting pushed out for doing nothing wrong, really, in many cases. Right. I agree. Like, he, he needs that, but, like... I don't know. I just haven't listened to as much of his stuff. Mm. He's hilarious. I listened to Crowder a lot back then, but like, I don't know, just watching like the stream lately, and that's like half the stuff just the internet drama because it's pretty funny. Like, I, I keep seeing more and more crazy things start to happen over here, and like people, like I used to have a lot of respect for Sargon, but like lately, it's it's been going, especially with his. He's still associating with that crowd guy. I'm not a big fan of that. The crowd's still trying to do so. I think he deleted himself off the internet again. Again. Yeah, like he's still associated. And then like V, he's been a, like he's been caught doing stuff. He said he's like he said that he's like Sargon's man. He admitted to being like Sargon's man. That's like literally all he does. And he's also into like uh, Shoda. Shoda? What's Shoda? That's like Japanese um, adult materials where like there's a little boy. What? And like, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty funny. He admitted to it. What? Oh my god! I never like, had a problem with weird. it. I never had a problem and with like, V. He's but he's... Sargon's like you know capo. Yeah, you know, it's just like little little guy. Well, not really. Like from what I've seen, like he just sort of defends Sargon when somebody brings him up because he's trying to be a loyal friend, which I understand. That's all he does. Like, have you actually listened to him? Like, when he's talking about Sargon. Well, yeah, like he has videos on his channel, right? Of just no, they they're, they they're terrible. He can barely speak English. That's all he does. <laughs> the only thing I used to like with him is when he got into the D and D streams, and he would be like the most just stupid person on there. <laughs> he would act like an imbecile and just like run in there like and get like shot in the face when he was playing that. Uh, what was it? The cyberpunk one? Oh, just really? like a shot, <laughs> he dies. So I had like twice, I think. Hmm. Like he's just, he was funny. Like I actually liked Kraut during those because Kraut was kind of funny too. But then 
you know, Kraut's like a complete POS, but I, I thought yeah. his character was entertaining yeah. in the D&D games, but as a person, he's terrible. Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah, because he was doxing people, right? Well, yeah, like, it's like that whole group, like the skeptic community on YouTube. And I and I was feeling that, like, that, um, what, that better help, not better help, that, uh, oh, what's yeah. the other one? PewDiePie but, made some jokes about that since you were sitting there talking about mental health in the YouTube Rewind, and he's like, Joking about like, oh, it's not like you guys are getting paid to show for mental health. They probably are. That's the sad thing. It wasn't better health. It was that other skeptic community joined in on. Oh, no. What was the one? It was the AI bot. Uh, Oh, I think I know what you're thinking of. Are you thinking of um, the speech app? Yeah, that quote unquote free speech app. And oh, Sargon no, was like making Candid. fun of the one guy practically. Like I know he's he knew more than he let on about that stuff, and he defended people who were shilling that app. I'm talking about candid. Yeah, candid. Like and that 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 whole thing that just like really kind of red pilled me on Sargon's like true <laughs> true well, self. I, it started with that. I don't look. I don't know all the details, he but I've been questioning that. Yeah, I th- well, I think he's. You know, as a skeptic, I thought he was, but he was just being loyal to his friends. Like, he didn't want to throw him under the bus so quickly. At least well, that's the impression I got. I mean, I could be wrong. How can you call yourself a skeptic if you're not skeptical of things? Like, he called himself, he said he was in the skeptic community. Right. How can you be a skeptic and then not be skeptical of a uh, free speech app that does the exact opposite? Yeah, that's he true. He was going to go and do that, uh, what was that one free speech thing that Monday Matt went to. He was, like, the only one. Mm. The uh, that mm. one in the middle of nowhere with base mama. I have no clue. She it was like this free speech convention that like no one went to, and Sargon was about to go there until he got so much backlash because the terms of service was like you have an NDA for five years, but then they because they wanted to go and protect ex Muslims, but like then they allowed video recording at the event. Mm. So it was like, what's the point? Like yeah. it, it was, I don't know. He's something, but I don't think he should be getting as much flack about the. I don't think he should be deplatformed, but still, I um, I don't know that whole kind of gang over there, the skeptic community. I can't. The skeptic community, <laughs> they smell like septic fluid. <laughs> They're rotten. Oh. I was on the internet. I I keep I saw like a poll thread. About the amount of female teachers engaging in relations with, like, students, you know, male students. Like, is it just me? Cause I just noticed this, you know, it's like every day I see another one. I'm just like, well, what Facebook just- things are you following? Because I've never, I rarely see stories of that. And when I do, I'm like, wow. Like, 10 years ago, you never saw this. But then, like, the past five years, it's just like maybe probably maybe it was like you know five to like eight years, but like you know ten fifteen years ago I never saw this stuff. It's like every day on this, mm. you know, there's a teacher caught you know engaging with students. I mean, I I've seen this happen before with you know the my old principal was engaged in a uh, adult relationship. With you my went to a neighbor. strange school, sir. Mine never had that. <laughs> like that, you know, like you know, you know, a couple. Years one of those articles like geez like, <laughs> there's so many of them it's like every there's like 400 the guy counted within the past like three years are these all single women too nope oh interesting yeah we got like the one who was like 
carriage. So she decides to go and bang a student. Yeah, that, no, I don't what, like what that. What was that? You you cut out there. Then she decided to, like, she blamed her husband for the miscarriage and decided to go and uh, engage. Oh, with oh, that's awful. Jeez. That's not the Sargon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about Sargon. Um, uh, yeah, jeez. We know somebody went through a similar scenario, too. Um <laughs> yeah, I'm going there. I'm going there. Um, yeah, dude, I have to say, I have to say though, like it's it's marriage is an interesting thing because like I like I was telling you, I saw like some stuff on Facebook about like marriage statistics, and it's like, you know, I don't know, you know, I think some people, to be honest, aren't valuing marriage as much anymore. It's like this, you know, this sort of like I, like our generation values marriage more. It was like. Well, is it the boomers? I think who were the worst. Really? Yeah, they're terrible. Well, because I see because well, that's when all the hippie stuff started coming out. Then after that, you know, our generation raised with like you know a lot a lot of people who are in like single fan like you know single mother households mm-hmm. that are like and divorcees. They're like, yeah, no, yeah, we don't want this. So we either not get married, or we end up like waiting to get married, then like not have kids. Or if we do have kids, you know, it's gonna be with the right one. There'll be like one or two. Well, I've always had the philosophy that you should marry one woman for your whole life, unless you well, know. That's the point, you know, right? Just date. Yeah, yeah, but but here's the thing: you do you realize how high the divorce rate is? Uh, it depends what age group you're no. looking at. Like, yeah, it's pretty high. Yeah, it's like it's I like put. half the country. It's terrifying. How many people just go? Oh, I'll get married. I'll try. Let's see how it goes, and then they divorce. You know, it's it, it's it's just I, to me. I mean, maybe it's the type of person I am, but I just find that so weird. Like to me, marriage is something oh, yeah, that's. But then you have these people out there. You know, a lot of these people end up having a shotgun wedding because you know the wife's pregnant. You have a lot of those, and that usually doesn't end too well. Then you get the people out there like, oh, we're gonna get married after seeing each other for like two months. Yeah. You know, I, I knew someone like that. They're they're married now, but good luck. Yeah, I know. I mean, to me, marriage is something that's very special. It's probably the biggest decision you will ever have to make in your life. Don't rush it. Yeah, Don't it's one, o- of the, one of the biggest decisions, if not the biggest. Yeah. So it's something but, you should cherish and be very careful with. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you, it's, it's not economically possible to go and get married multiple times. It's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, especially if you don't have a prenuptial agreement. Like, you know, definitely get one. You know, if you love the crap out of that woman, you know, get a prenup. What what are those exactly? I'm sorry. So, like, basically, so they don't, like, steal half of everything that you own. That's what I have a feeling it had to do with. <laughs> yeah, you just get those things in there so that, like, whatever you own before the marriage, you get. Or I think, like, they have a bunch of different ways. It's basically saying that if they divorce you, they get less than they would if you didn't have the prenuptial agreement. Mm. I think, like, it Dude. was actually, uh, I think it's history, like, I, I remember I was reading some history, and it started out with, like, <laughs> this is going to be funny, <laughs> the Jewish match actually was, <laughs> from what I understand. Uh, like, they actually, I think they actually required to have. Wait, are you saying divorce is like a Jewish adventure? It was either prenup or, like, you know, in case of divorce. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, it's. <laughs> It's a smart thing to have, like, 
too. It is because like I hate to guys, say, it. like for the women, you know, it's well, terrible. Yeah. For guys, it makes sense. Yeah, but look, yeah, listen though. When you 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 know, all these people think that there's male privilege. Okay, go to a divorce hearing. Okay, go to a yeah, custody cool. battle. Male privilege, if there is any, goes out the window real quick there. There is none. Okay. Yes, yeah, sociology professor who said the exact opposite. Well, that oh, yeah, that, that's pretty woke. In other words, pretty that's wrong. That's pretty crazy things. <laughs> I was reading through my notes the other day and it was those like, funny. let see if I can find some of those notes. Yeah. She said that like uh, Bush like bombed like some place, like some Section 8 housing in Philadelphia or Pittsburgh. What? She said that <laughs> this this was a Penn State professor. I know, uh, yeah. You know, she was saying that there is no like military in the world that's not trained to rape. What? What? Yeah, that's what she told me. So she's basically saying the military. Why would they train people to rape? This isn't Game of Thrones where they pillage a village and rape everyone. We're civilized somewhat. Um, we don't do that because if they did. That would be a major war crime, a major, oh no, we better shut this down because there's going to be public outrage. They couldn't cover that up. Yeah, she, I mean, she actually said some pretty, like, red-pilled things. But half, it was like 50-50 because she'd say some pretty interesting For stuff. every red-pilled thing, there was like 50, like, woke blue-pilled things. Yeah, and these are the only ones that I could find. Like, she told <laughs> one of our classmates to get into porn because she looks like a young, like a young girl. <laughs> Like she was so messed up. What um, does she still teach here? Say that's she, another one. Does she still teach? If you want to learn a foreign language, go go to a foreign country and have an affair. What? And then she was telling people going to have sex on your first date. Like what? Really? What? Yeah, yeah. She was saying some. Even you haven't told me to do that. You haven't even told me to be that Chad. Like, it's pretty terrible. Yeah. Well, is she still teaching here? Uh, she wasn't at main campus. Oh, darn. We can still, you know, investigate further. Yeah, she said Oprah is working class. <laughs> She's an elite. She's rich. She has her own bloody magazine. Yeah. Her own TV I mean, I network. She's technically working, so I mean, her, <laughs> you know, that's... That that's working, working class. class. And then she said that there's like... Bunch of chemicals in the grass that'll give you cancer. Like, she sounds like she sounds Alex. like a left wing Alex Jones. Yeah, it's an Alex That's Jones basically stuff. Basically, how I would describe that professor. Putting chemicals in the grass. And she also told us sociologists to infiltrate gangs, become <laughs> prostitutes in order to study them. <laughs> See, to like be honest, in- <laughs> that's actually the least crazy just, thing she said. What's going on? I got somebody. I can actually see that one too. Like, I wonder if that's true. I, I can. I wonder if there's a fact check on that. Like, no, that one's actually the least. Like that, that. She was not like classic college, you know, liberal yeah. sociology professor. Well, that's like the you know that at least yeah, is kind of one of those. That's at least sociology class. It's like everyone who's a sociology professor is like a left wing, you know, zealot. Well, at least that last one's kind of believable because you'd have to infiltrate something, so you'd have to do stuff to be believable. But like the, the like we're they're putting chemicals in the grass, it's turning people with cancer. You know, that's like beyond Alex Jones stuff. At least Alex Jones, like they're putting chemicals in the water, was actually true. They actually were doing that. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. Like I keep seeing some why stuff you... like Roundup these days, but I don't know how true that is. <laughs> why? Why did you send me that picture of Gavin again? <laughs> 
<laughs> I just saw that. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. He's like a suit and tie, and he's he's always wearing a suit and tie. It's a hipster, remember? He invented hi hipsterdom. He's the godfather of hipsters. Oh my god, it's like the OG hipster type. He is. He actually that is. Was a hipster before it was cool. Yeah, no, he started that fashion trend. Like that's legit his thing. You're he's to blame oh, for man, all this. Um, but speaking of sociology professors, I, I have one for you, a story for you too. Um, so when I was with my Turning Point Exec Board peoples, we met with the famous uh, SOC 119, Sociology 119 professor um, at Penn State here named Sam Richards. I, have you heard of this guy? Yep, I think he debated the Willard Preacher like a couple mm, years ago. That's right. He does that every year or tries to where he debates the Willard Preacher. Um so we, we want to meet up with him because we're playing a speaking event that's top secret for the moment, but we were playing a speaking event or some sort of event. You know, it's a little bit secret right now, but so we wanted to talk to him. I've never met the guy before. I've seen his lectures, um, but he's he teaches one of the largest race relations class in America, has one of the most watched TEDx talks in the world. And oh, is God, TED Talks. Are, they're basically just like, you know... Self, you know, they're just smelling their own farts. <laughs> oh, yeah. TED Talks, have, it was like a good concept that became very pretentious and very condescending real quickly. Like, that's why I love when Sam Hyde just, like, infiltrated oh, that one. <laughs> that was funny. That was, like, probably the funniest thing he's ever done. But this infiltrates a TED Talk. And people, people actually, a lot of people stayed for that one. I was. It's like the time he infiltrated the anime convention. Oh, that was funny, too. <laughs> but uh, Sam Richards is also featuring one of David Horowitz's book of the 101 Most Dangerous Professors um, in America. I think that's what it's titled. Um, so, you know, that I didn't, you know, so I thought yeah, it would be interesting to see what this guy's like. And I, I, I first see him, you know, walk up to us and we see his door and it's got like these signs on him. Like, okay, I knew he'd be this type of guy. That's, you know, kind of interesting, kind of cool. And then I see him and he's got like all these like earrings on him. And he's like, what's up, guys? And he doesn't shake our hands. He puts his fist out and does fist bumps with all of us. <laughs> Check oh, out. I, one of those I, I hate when teachers do that. Like, I had those in high school. They're like, what up, G? I'm cool with the kids. It's like that one meme and they have, I think. And they have him like, what's up, fellow kids? <laughs> Yeah, he's kind of like one of those like cool professors, but he's he's older, but he didn't come off as like cringe or anything. Like he seemed like actually a genuinely cool guy. Um, but we talked to him some more, and we go in, you know, to his uh, room, his uh, office, and it's got all these like signs and whatnot. Like one of them is like um, the birth of advertising. It shows like a horse just pooping, um, which is kind of oh, true. That upset if I. If I was you, I'd be tripping. <laughs> well, I didn't notice that first because the sun was shining and I couldn't see because it was shining on the poster and it was like giving a glare. And I told him I was an ad major and he, um, it was interesting. He's like, oh, it's interesting. He's like, you know, people like that, you know, they, they tend to want to like, you know, move the invisible strings of society. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty true with me. I do kind of like to change things and whatnot. And then he goes, and that's why a lot of them tend to be socialists. And I was like, what? Are you saying I'm like a socialist at heart? I'm, 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 I'm more than I even realize it. And then he points at that poster. He's like, you know, and that is what advertising is, right? And I was like, that's not wrong. <laughs> oh, man. Like, yeah, I can see socialists wanting to go invisibly move society. That's, uh, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, I, it does. 
And that's the thing about this guy. He says a lot of stuff that does make sense. But he said he used to be a libertarian, registered libertarian. Um, oh, and then, that's like the most useless thing you can do. I, I know. Like you, you register as a libertarian Pennsylvania. What's the point? You're just throwing away your vote and trying to go and like. Versus Ooh, I'm a libertarian. That means I don't offend anybody. Yeah, I know. I can't stand libertarians either because of that. Um, but he is now a registered Democrat because he wanted to help his, uh, you know, vote for his one friend that was like running for like, you know, some political office in a primary. So I understand that and all that. But um, but like one, the minute he, the second he sat down, um. You know, he, the first thing he did, but he didn't touch his computer, didn't touch his phone. The first thing he did was he pulled out these <laughs> these beads. Oh, <laughs> yeah, were they butt? Were they butt beads? <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. I I had a different interpretation, but you can see what type of people we are. Even though we do think on the same wavelength sometimes, but he pulls what out. Is he gonna do like some sort of African like <laughs> prayer? You're close. He pulled out these beads and um. He starts just like playing with them, and I'm just like, is he? Oh, he was stabbing. <laughs> that was my immediate thought. Was is he stabbing? <laughs> and my friend afterwards said they were like Buddhist beads. I'm like, how did you know that? But um, yeah. He was stemming the whole thing. The whole meeting, we were there. He was stemming with those beads. Mikey was distracted by it. I think Mikey's autism, like, got distracted by it. But, like, my autism didn't even, like, get distracted, which was weird. But it was the first thing I noticed oh was his God. stemming. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But interesting guy. Like, I, I'm dead serious. He's an interesting character. You would you would like to beat this guy. He's something else. Oh my he God. seems like a very end, from what I understand of him. What was it, then I have one, buddy? <laughs> yes, yes, he took his class. Yeah, and he told me, oh, this guy's based. I was like, no, dude, <laughs> this is not a very right... No, if anything of what I hear is true, he is like the least... He's the most blue bill professor out there. He's no, like no. He's like, no. on Facebook. I'm just like, nope. nope no, no, nope, no. Nope. Interestingly enough, like people, there were other people in Turning Point. We were talking about this. that had his class, and they said he doesn't hate Trump, but he does not love the radical left. You know, he's kind of a Dave Rubin esque leftist, where he's kind of left the left, but he's not. You know, he's not a full blown socialist. I mean, there's probably some socialist things he believes in. Like he was saying, like you know, maybe we could get rid of all this like free trade and capitalism or something. Um, but he's also, he was very nice to us. He liked us. He, he's not, you know, a Trump hater. He understands some things about Trump, but he doesn't like some things. I don't, like I said, I think he's just a really confused radical centrist and very open minded. He's saying he's like kind of appealing both to like, you know, the far left. He doesn't hate Trump. Sounds like those yellow shirts out in uh, France. Well, no, the left hates them. That was, that's our that's our top story, by the way, guys. Um, If you we made it this far. Yeah, yeah. If you made it this far, which I applaud you, or if you skimmed all the way this far in the video, uh, this is our top story that we've... um. Uh, haven't talked about yet, but yeah, the yellow vest protests in Paris, which the left doesn't like, uh, actually, is a bunch of people oh. protesting massive gas uh, tax increases. And Macron scrapped it because he realized how much blowback he's been gotten. But this thing's been going on for four weeks. And if you don't understand the significance of the yellow vest and you haven't watched Top Gear because they would joke about this, 
you have to have two yellow vests in your vehicle at all times in at least Paris, probably France. I think France. they canceled that. I think they canceled that law. It never became law, but they were like gonna do. Oh that my god! People, I think, complained at the time because, so like, silly. you had to get an order of these vests for six months, mm. and they became like outrageously high price. Yeah, yeah. But so no, like, there there are leftists, and there's like socialists, and there's like you know the new right sort of like you know right wing groups involved with that. Mm, they found and some common they're ground. Both, they're both coming together to go and like say f you to the establishment. Well, I, I, I don't mind that, to be honest. Like, if there's one thing we can be common ground on, it's F you, the establishment. Well, it's, it's like, you know, the radical, like, the anti You know, like, the anti-establishment left and the anti-establishment right gang going together. They form these, like, anger groups on Facebook just, like, <laughs> playing, and then they just start, like, you know, going at it. And I think it's glorious. It's like, you know, people are going to talk about, like, Pepe the Frog. This is, like... Another round of, uh, you know, Shadley with the Pepe. <laughs> it's another the round chaos. of Shadley. It's a chaos. <laughs> we need to go and bring him back for this because he is the, you know, the Egyptian god of chaos. Well, it's like the, um, the, uh, Chad, um, political pimp in Game of Thrones said, chaos is not a pit, it's a ladder. And that's what they're doing here. They're using it as a ladder. To get something, to achieve something. I see chaos, like, you know, it's it's great for the lower classes, but it's terrible for the upper classes, because the upper classes are doing fine. And they the have something classes, big to like, lose. Give or take. That's yeah. kind of what, um, if you're a red letter radicals, they kind of talk about that a little bit. I mean, it's a oh. terrible guy who made that book, but there's some useful insights in there. No, he's a very smart guy that you should definitely study. Um, well... well what were you yeah, I mean, he's, he's a little bit of a, of a nutball. He yeah, I know, but his like, strategies are smart. I mean, that's why yeah, both... Yeah, he's a very good strategist. I yeah. make use of their strategies, even though they're completely, you know, terrible. But if you need to win at all costs, use them. And what was he saying about chaos? Because you got a little cut off there. Well, he was saying that chaos is good for the lower classes and bad for the upper classes and kind of, you know, you have to convince the middle class a bit. Mm-hmm. But that's who, that's who's really important for like any sort of movement because the lower classes are always going to be grumpy. The upper classes aren't really going to help you too much. But the middle class is where, you know, that's who you really need to go and sway in either yeah. way. Yeah, but 100%. yeah, like the stuff in France, it's getting pretty bad. Like they're, yeah. well, they dump like manure on, um, what was it, Macron's lawn or something. Oh, really? That's the yeah, most. I saw like French a video that got there. like a uh, like one of the construction crane like little claw doohickeys. <laughs> I had like you know menorah on there, and they just like dumped it either on the palace. Menorah? Or, like, Did you just say menorah? That's the no, Jewish menorah, thing. No, not a menorah. That would be funny. <laughs> but uh, you know, the, the, you know, menorahs are kind of like Beyblades from like <laughs> you know the modern version of. They kind of are if you think about it. Except for you don't try to hit them, you try to go. It's like a dice game, but like, kind of looks like Beyblades. I wonder if, you know, Beyblades are also a, um, a Jewish event. That's the funniest thing you've said all night. Oh, God. Well, think about it. Like, did you ever, you ever see like a... No, no, I wasn't thinking of I was thinking of Dreidel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the name for it. A Dreidel is a Beyblade. It kind of is. <laughs> yeah, the Japanese stole that. <laughs> Japanese stole that they culturally appropriated the Jewish culture. 
I used to love those Beyblades, you know, it was like, never understood um, how they actually work. Oh my god. Oh, you're so funny, Jesus. Between yeah, God but... raped Mary to now uh, Beyblades are a Jewish invention based on dreidels. <laughs> oh my god. No, they're a Japanese invention that are based on dreidels. Oh yeah, like, sorry. It was inspired, they stole it from the Jews. Wow. They're the super. They, they stole the concept of a dreidel and they appropriated, uh, you know, the Jewish culture. God, that's funny. Oh my God. Oh yeah, I mean, menorah's the candle. Like, you ever seen a dreidel? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have one. I I don't know if I. No, you I, have, I, see, I told you you were Jewish. You <laughs> I, have the hair. No, 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 no. I don't know if I still have it because I got it when I was young in elementary school at a uh, holiday party, not Christmas party, a holiday party. <laughs> I heard all. I heard all, and I thought you were gonna say something else. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was that? I heard you say a holiday, like holiday, and then I was. What did you think I was dark. gonna say? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not. I, can you give me? I'm sorry. It's not a radio friendly term. I'm assuming. <laughs> no, it's not a radio friendly. It was Seth. I just heard hall. Something else. Are you thinking of the Muslim phrase? No, I thought you were gonna say you stole, you took them from. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. You can tell when you're older. Oh God! Right, uh, let's uh, get back to let's get back on top. Yeah. <laughs> Let us, because we only have a few minutes left. I'll ask you about that thing off air on VC. Um. Anyway, yes, the um, yellow vest thing is still happening, and it's very interesting. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's like all the good. Like they're just like having a great time, just destroying the Macron government. Like I was not a big Macron fan dude's got 18 getting and then i think that they're like i think that the macron government is basically forcing marine le pen to disavow like well, i think that because she had to go and disavow them i think it's like you ever see the hunger games i, I just saw that the yeah. other day and like they had the guy who was disavowing the resistance <laughs> i feel like that's kind of what happened whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. There, there was a guy disavowing stuff in the hunger games what was that i don't remember that it was like the the guy who was with the girl in the first one at the very end, and then on like the third one? Are you thinking of the bread like, boy was... or the Gale guy, the hot guy? Yeah, the the guy who won. Oh yeah. yeah and then when he was alone, he had to disavow. Like yeah, I was I was I was watching that movie the other day. And I was like, yes, it's pretty. I never pill. watched this when it was popular, but I just saw it. And I was like, you know, it's pretty good. You know, there's a lot of like really red pill. There's like red pill with pill moments with that movie. Oh yeah, like, like they what? had the uh, most of the false flag attack at the end. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> there were some false flags going on. I was just like, yeah. and then like the value of propaganda. I was like, yes, yeah, this is actually pretty interesting yeah. stuff. I thought it was gonna be some basic, you know, drama movie or like, yeah. you know, but no, there was some actual pretty useful information in there. Well, I saw all of them when they were in the theater because uh, I read the books like right before then. I thought it would, their movies were kind of overrated, but now that I think back on it, like I didn't remember some of that stuff as well. Um, yeah, there are some red pulling messages, um, like the um, somebody brought up a comparison recently. I forget what it was, but like they definitely silent dissonance. They definitely like you know censor people. Um, <clears throat> what else do they do in that movie? Well, they censored people. They used uh, the the war films. Yeah. They like they they got them. They had to go on stage of shots, kind of. Oh yeah, that's right. When they were making the propaganda in the third one, yeah, 
I remember that now. And I got some good stuff about the propaganda. And like at the very end, it's a little of a spoiler alert, but if you haven't seen this movie yet, you know, mm. you should probably get out from under. Yeah, yeah, like uh, you right. did. Like at the very end, when she has, you, you know, the one guy reminded me of Bannon a lot. He even looks like Bannon. <laughs> oh, are you thinking of uh, the president? No, not the president was a girl, but the guy who was like the advisor or whatever. You think it's Snow? He reminded the, the guy who literally looked like Bannon. <laughs> Oh, I oh I know yeah, you're thinking like of, and I, and I like that. Yeah, I know you're thinking. The, was, yeah, that what? guy was like banned. Oh, this Philip Seymour Hoffman character. Yeah, this, was that him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman died like um right after they made right when they were in the shooting of the fourth one, the part two, and so at the end like he leaves them a note, and that was because they couldn't finish his scenes. Yeah, you're thinking of Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. Yeah. Uh, I don't think. I guess that was him. But yeah, he reminded me of Steve Bannon, and I was like, you know, there's there's a lot of, like, he both acted and looked like Steve Bannon. I didn't realize that. Crap, you're right. And I was like, yeah, this is actually, yeah, this is pretty cool. It's like how the, the kind of, like, rules for radicals uh, at the time. Yeah, well, unfortunately, we're going to have to end. That was perfect way to end. Um, yeah, that, I, I love those red-pilling messages you found. Um, but anyway, thank you everybody for tuning in um, to the last edition of Real News for the semester. We'll be back next semester with more Oz Fun Political Talk with Alex. Hopefully I'll get Mikey back in here. Guy hasn't been on ever. He's only been on twice. I miss him. I love him. I miss him. Because it's going to be his last semester. You gotta hijack him. I got to hijack him from his girly. Bring him in here. Strap him to the chair. Shove a mic in his face and have him talk for five seconds. Um, but so uh, call in like, geez, he can keep it in his pants for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Oh, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more real news. <laughs>